well, 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 welcome to the Insert SEO Podcast. We jump into SEO insights like a college kid does in open bar. This week, LinkedIn expert Yoel Israel joins us to talk what you can do to get your LinkedIn profile and your business LinkedIn profile on the Google SERP, getting your LinkedIn content notice, and how to make your LinkedIn profile more linkable. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am joined by the wittingly witty, the inquisitively inquisitive, Kim Ragones. Good morning, Morty. Thank you very much for the introduction. So this is the 22nd episode. Yeah, it's very like... Very impressive. Yeah. Thank you. It's like Blackjack. Plus one. Plus one. Blackjack plus one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Blackjack is 21, not 22. But it's like Blackjack plus one. I Close hate enough. him. Yeah. I'm really terrible. I've only been to a casino one time my entire life. It was like my honeymoon. Went to Niagara Falls. It was like 12 years ago already. So I walked into a casino. I got a drink. I played a slot. And I'm like, this is totally boring. I'm out of here. Good. Yep. So I have no gambling issues. I have a million other issues, but not gambling. It's better this way. I guess so. (laughs) Okay. Before we go on, do not forget, we release a new episode of the In Search SEO podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find it on the Rain Granger blog. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on SoundCloud. And of course, do not forget, you can subscribe on iTunes, which we would appreciate. Anyway, um, let's start this off with a hot topic in SEO, Google updates not because it's what's hot in seo that's a different segment because this is another of morty's pet peeves okay so believe it or not a month a full month after the march 2019 google update and we're still talking about the march 2019 google update as if we have nothing better to talk about do you think you have anything better to talk about yeah yeah but we're not going to do it because <laughs> we're going to talk about the update um which to me is crazy because as I've pointed out numerous times, the March 2019 core update was as big, was as impactful as your everyday unconfirmed Google update. Okay, I don't see the whole world freaking out when one of those rolls out, at least not like this, which just goes to show you. Anyway, as part of our continued and over-exaggerated coverage of the update, some folks had some crazy conspiracy theory as to why Dr. Pete of Moz didn't write up and list the winners and losers of the March 2019 core update. Okay, one idiot, and I've never called anyone an idiot on this show, and I never will again. This guy was an idiot. Okay, one idiot even supposed that the good doctor was taking money from Google, and that's why he didn't do the write-up. Okay, it's it's probably true, and all my encounters with Dr. Pete have led me to think that he is a dastardly deceiver, okay? Obviously, I'm being completely sarcastic. Okay, to paraphrase Captain Kirk from The Wrath of Khan. Nerd alert. Yeah. Um, to paraphrase, thank you, the great Captain Kirk from the great movie Wrath of Khan, of all the souls of I encountered on my journey into the SEO community, his is the most human. I, it's, by the way, th- that <laughs> it's like people don't like William Shatner's over-exaggerated Overacting, I love it. To me, that's like one of those. You have to watch the movie. It's a, it's a, it's the it's the second movie, the second Star Trek movie, and they're shooting the body of Spock out the into into space, and Kirk's giving this eulogy, and he's on the verge of crying. His is the most humble. It it gets me every time, which is pathetic. Anyway, if anyone is not playing games, it's Doctor Pete, who I found to be one of the most honest people I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with within the SEO community. But that's not what I have come here to talk about. So please tell me and all the listeners what you came here to talk about today. 
William Shatner and Captain Kirk, obviously. <laughs> I thought it was something else. Oh, yes. I came to talk about winners and losers. We are obsessed with knowing who won and who lost as a result of a Google update. Um, this past update was the first time I have ever listed winners and losers, and it will be my last time. I, I promise. I only did it, by the way, because someone asked me to do it on, for the medic update. It's like, oh, well, you didn't list any winners and losers. So I'm like, oh, I guess I should do it this time. Yeah. You know, note to self, peer pressure, just like it was back in college, is a bad idea. Um, anyway, I said it before, and I will say it again. I hate doing Google update data. Uh, first off, because everyone twists what you have to say. For example, during the medic update, it was, Morty, the update didn't target the health niche and YMYL sites. I'm sorry, did I actually say that it did? Or did you even bother reading what I wrote? Okay, by the way, reading my tweet doesn't count. <laughs> okay, you have to read the whole post. And I know you're not reading the whole post because you all liked it and reshared it three seconds after I posted it. I didn't do it. I know it was you. I'm looking at me like, you see the fire in my eyes. It was you. I know it was. I, you have all those burner accounts. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Okay. So anyway, the data I show, as I've mentioned previously on this show, is a sliver of what's actually happening in reality. No different with the winners and the losers. Okay. They are not literally the most impacted sites out there, contrary to popular belief. Okay. Do you know how complicated, by the way, making that list actually is and getting it right? Probably takes a long time, at least. <clears throat> yeah, okay, it takes a long time. That's true. It does. It's, it is annoyingly um, long, but okay. Let me let me let me go into this, okay? And I'm not calling anyone out here in particular. And it's easy to make a mistake, and I I will be the first to admit I'm sure I've made my fair share of mistakes, okay? But I cannot tell you, even this past time I saw this, okay? In particular, this past time, how many times I've seen a list where I've said to myself, I know that site. And I'm not sure why this it's listed as a winner or a loser because it doesn't make any sense. Okay, I analyzed that site and I didn't put it here. Why is it here? It's there, okay, because it didn't win. Uh, let's say it won. Okay, let's go. With, it's a big winner, this site. It didn't win as a result of the update. It just came back as they're being hit by a smaller update two days earlier. Okay, that, it, that's insider truth for you right here. Sometimes people put these sites on lists without looking at their larger visibility slash ranking context. In other words, you have a site that was hit by an update that rolled out two days prior, like, for example, the March 2019 core update. There were a few updates prior to this one, right? There was one in the end of February, the beginning of March. For example, some of the sites that I saw go up, which I did not put on my list, were actually pushed down by one of the end of February 2019 updates and then pushed back up with the March 2019 update. Is that a winner? No, is that a winner? It's just covering its losses from the two days from two days prior. I went down two days prior and I went back up now. Big winner, great. So a lot of the times these lists don't take into the larger um, the larger picture of what's actually happening in the ranking universe for this particular website. Okay. Now you'll ask me, ask me, is there ever a time we should have winners and losers? Is I, there ever a place for a winners and losers list? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. okay. The medic update is a good example. Okay. If okay, we see that the most dramatically impacted sites all fall within, let's say, the health or the finance niches, okay? That's a good indicator that there's a trend within the update. Okay, looking at a site or looking at a bunch of sites can help you see themes for sure. For example, during the March 2019 core update, there was no observable theme to the sites that were impacted. And so 
Now you know some of the sites that won. Now you know some of the sites that lost. And how in the world does that actually help you? It's like SEO gossip. Okay, Who cares who went up and who went down? How does it actually help you outside the way I just mentioned? Outside of knowing a certain theme, a certain type of site was hit, or a certain type of site was not hit, whatever it is. Okay, I'm sorry I ever did the list this past time. It's not happening again. In fact, the next update post I will do will list any themes that I see if a certain type of site was hit. I will talk about that along with a nice paragraph on why I did not put in a list of winners and losers. Sounds like you made an educated decision. Good. I try. I've learned learning from my mistakes. That's what it's all about. It is. Okay, let's skedaddle away to a new topic then, shall we? Uh, who says that? Skedaddle? Okay, Mrs. Meschenberg, my third grade teacher, said skedaddle. She, by the way, she was like a teacher for like 90 years. I'm not joking. She taught my uncles. My grandfather had a huge, I think has a huge crush on her. I mean, she wasn't 90 when, she, when he had the huge crush on her. I mean, there's, nothing, there's anything wrong if he did, but whatever. Does your grandmother also like her as much as your grandfather? I think my grandmother would have been happy with the idea of him skedaddling. Oh. <laughs> Just to be honest. Let's be honest and call a spade a spade. TMI. Anyway, as I said, let's skedaddle to our interview with Yoel Israel of Wadi Digital to see how you can get that LinkedIn profile of yours onto the SERP. Cut one. It is time for another expert to join the In Search SEO podcast. Today, we'll be talking about an important topic that goes well under the radar. It's hardly talked about, which is why we have Yoel Israel, the founder of Wadi Digital, about to join us to discuss SEO for LinkedIn. Welcome, sir. Yo, thanks for having me, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. My pleasure. So help me out here. Okay, what is it that Wadi Digital does? What do you, what do you folks do? B2B technology companies, they need leads. 80% of B2B leads come from LinkedIn. We are absolute experts in bringing in leads, nurturing leads, uh, that bring you all the way through the funnel, including closing those in the funnel, decision makers, influencers, and to help your salespeople close. Everything A to Z, helping people close using LinkedIn ads, Google ads, SEO, thought leadership on LinkedIn. Awesome. So since we're going to talk about LinkedIn, tell me a deep, dark, dirty secret about LinkedIn that nobody knows. Mm, okay, there's actually a lot. Well, one big deep is there's an insane amount of bugs. <laughs> if you're not extremely active on LinkedIn, like that, you're not familiar, you're not, you're not seeing these bugs. They're like just bug ridden. I mean, really? I have jokes of flying and it's like, and there's another LinkedIn bug. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so wow. th that's probably, sorry to come out so negative. On no, that's fine because I'm actually shocked that something from Microsoft would have any bugs in it. Yeah, I know, right? What right. was that tagline? Microsoft works. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> no. That was an oxymoron. Exactly. <laughs> uh, gosh. Okay, so yeah, let's so get th into this that's then. That's one for you, but I know it's not actionable. No, but no, no. That'd be actionable. I know I, I like juicy rather than actionable in this case. I got it. Yeah, juicy is good. Juicy. Yeah. If we're juicy, we talk off. You guys can message me. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, so let's get into this. Let's get the ball rolling and talk about LinkedIn SEO and what you have to do. What are some must-dos? Uh, some 100%, you know, 100% you have to do this in order to be found on LinkedIn in order to get your profile onto the Google SERP. Okay, great. I want to, we're going to focus on Google SERP. I also want to talk about the LinkedIn SERP. Yeah, uh, yeah. Either, uh, either or both. A little yeah. bit. Well, well, I know Google's far more important. First and foremost, your name, it sounds so funny, but like some people, they might have like one kind of spelling, especially you know a lot of like Anglo's that let's say uh, uh, where I live in Israel. So my name is Yoel, right? But if I went by Joel, which is on my birth certificate with a J, they might search for me, then they're not going to find me on LinkedIn. 
So it's important if you want your LinkedIn profile to show, first and foremost, is you need to have consistent spelling of your name. So however people call you in other workplaces, you need to also have on LinkedIn. You want to have consistency across your social profiles. That's an in general rule. It also goes, if you can, but totally not necessary, like your handles and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook or LinkedIn, right? Use a LinkedIn slash in slash your profile name. You should try to keep them as consistent or as simple as possible. Um, that's just a good rule of thumb when it comes to social media and being able to be found easy. So number one, it might sound overrated. It might sound like, duh, but I can't say how many people that like, I'm doing job hunting right now, so I find people and I'm copy pasting their names from the from their resume, and I'm searching in, in LinkedIn, and like it's not coming up, and I can't even find them on LinkedIn. It's a different spelling, you know, predominantly first names, right. um, especially if they're if they're foreign names, if they're non Anglo names, um, they're difficult to find searching with English characters. So that's definitely one thing. The other thing, which is probably in my in my opinion, is ninety percent of LinkedIn about your profile is your job title. Now, I want to talk, I'm going to talk about this from the Google SERP, and I want to talk about this from within LinkedIn's profile, not just searching, but also browsing. So when someone searches for your name, a bunch of things will come up among them, your LinkedIn profile, and often your job title will show up too. It will say like LinkedIn profile, your name, and all your job title. So that's important. But to brand yourself, you want to do something different. If let's say you're an SEO expert, you don't want to write SEO expert. There are so many SEO experts. I spoke at a content marketing conference in Tel Aviv. You can, um, if someone wants to see the recording, they can message me or email me. Yeah, we'll throw a link. Message in. me on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and I talk about this excessively about your job title, and I show you how much how important it is um, LinkedIn and how much it shows. When you comment, when people search for you or anything, you're, everyone's an SEO expert, but you really need to go a little bit more niche, right? So let's just say hypothetically you're working on a you know, an SEO expert for the for autonomous vehicles or something, just narrow it down so you can find new business. So you can say, I'm better than all the other SEO experts in something. Right. If not, you kind of you blend into the crowd. You know what I mean? You're it, it, it's like a bunch of zebras, you know what I mean? They all camouflage against each other. So no one stands out. Right. By the way, if you put an SEO expert, I, I completely ignore you and think that you're not an SEO expert. Why? Because it's just it's too generic. It's too cliche. Right. All right. Right. Yep. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, and by the way, most experts put expert, whatever they are. As, right. You know, that's. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying I ignore it. Right. It's nothing special here. But right. It's you're. I'm just. Oh, great! It's another person who says they're an SEO expert. Right. You know exactly. I mean? You know how much spam I get from SEO experts and link building <laughs> experts. And living, We're gonna like, get to that. We're like, gonna get to you're that. You're not the French reading. You're not differentiating yourself from them. Oh boy. So just think about that. So if you can uh, differentiate yourself as having some kind of technology focus, some kind of hack that you're great at, would be fantastic. Now, it's important to be able, you know, so that's to differentiate yourself. Now, I have, for my job title, it does, it's pretty long. I have a few <laughs> things. One of the things I do write is LinkedIn ads uh, expert for B2B tech. See, I went in for the B2B for technology companies in particular. This is where my strength is. Also, you search LinkedIn ads expert, like in quotes, and LinkedIn, very few people show up. That's not something that's dominated. There are very few people that are experts at LinkedIn. LinkedIn as an advertising platform is news, not the word, but let's say, let's say premature. So these things are all very, uh, very, you know, these are things to keep in mind. 
another thing when when people search when people search search for job titles so your job title for linkedin ads of course you want to be able to differentiate yourself it won't just come up in serp but you also want to see that it comes up in linkedin so obviously like i said mine says linkedin ads expert there are very few people that are linkedin ads experts because it's a not new platform but relatively new or uh not yet mature advertising platform maybe we'll get to that later i don't know if it's relevant for this conversation but what you want to be able to put in when you comment on anything where someone comes to your profile or you search for anything let's uh, name a company and uh, a list of things come up in the linkedin serps you're going to see always or if you see someone contact go to linkedin.com right now go to your home page go to your news feed and i want you to look for the first comment what do you see here there's three things that you're going to see you're going to see the person who commented you're going to see their a very small thumbnail of their picture which is very important, of course, their name, which we already went through, and their job title. It won't even say where they're worked, right. which is interesting. Right. Because who are you, what you are, you're not, it's very, it's, we're just trying to be a human to human, person to person, in order to be a proper social media network, right? It, we're, you're doing it right, in my opinion. So it's very human, it's who you are as an individual, you're not mm -hmm. your company. Right. Yeah. Especially, you know, many enterprise thousands, tens of thousands of employees. So you want to be able to differentiate yourself as an individual. So keep in mind how many people, if we have a thread on SEO and when you put this up on LinkedIn and we get dozens of comments, I don't want to see a bunch of people, SEO expert, SEO expert, SEO expert. What the hell good is that? Right. right exactly. You want to differentiate yourself. So other than your picture and your name, you got your title. So make sure your title, especially the first few words of it, differentiates you and you solve that pain point or you have that niche mastered on mm. LinkedIn, but you find some kind of unique terminology. Also, another thing to do is when you choose some, when you choose a job title, go in and search that on LinkedIn and see other people who come up and have that. So you understand kind of the league you're playing in. Oh, that's smart. That's a great idea. Um, before I go on, by the way, I want to point out that for all our SEOs out there who don't really focus on LinkedIn so much uh, and why you should, I should have done this before, but all right, it's fine. Google, one of the top sites, I think it's one of the top five sites that Google crawls consistently is LinkedIn. I think it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Wikipedia, and there's another two I don't remember off the top of my head. Those are the top sites that Google's constantly recrawling. So what you do on LinkedIn, the changes that you make matter. Okay, with that out of the way, um, what are some of the common oversights? What are the, some of the mistakes you see people looking at or making on their LinkedIn pro profile, um, particularly for brands? What companies, what, what, are, what are companies doing that they shouldn't be doing or maybe they're overlooking when they create their brand page on LinkedIn? When creating the page or the content that they push? Oh, both. Okay, fine. So let's start with the... Okay, the branded page, I find that it's actually very straight simple. If you go through the steps, what they ask for, and you go through, I think it's great. It's fine. It's excellent. What I recommend for a brand to do when it comes to setting up your profile is show a little personality. Remember, it's LinkedIn, so professionalism, offer to help, things like that. Tell people to follow you. These are just a little bit of personality. Don't be boring. Don't be, cor don't be too corporate. Right. Okay, corporate is fine. Corporate's appropriate on LinkedIn. But don't be dry. Okay. Um, that's that's regarding the business page. But more on the post is there are a few things. Hashtags are really taking off. Right. So or they're starting. You have to understand LinkedIn's pushing here. They're really pushing a community. When I post on LinkedIn, you know, I get many more many more views when I use proper when I use hashtags. So first and foremost, it's important. The other thing is you've got to share something that's not you, not yours. And keep your audience in mind. People that follow you don't care about another piece of gated content. They don't care about another one of your dumb webinars. <laughs> they don't care about, oh, look, pictures of you come, view our table, you know what I mean? At this conference in Vietnam, 
because your followers aren't going to a conference in Vietnam lately, likely, right? You need to go, all these things, I didn't say you shouldn't do them, but the fact that these take, this takes up basically like 90% of companies' feeds is an issue. Mm. One, try to do at least one of every five posts should not be from, not be related to your brand, to your industry. Two, keep in mind your target audience. Who follows you? What other things are they interested in? There's got to be a crossover. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you got to keep that in mind. So like, for example, our clients are technology companies, right? But we do marketing and advertising. We don't just post marketing and advertising. We'll post about technology. So, and most of our clients are in Israel. So the, te the tech here in Israel is huge. There's uh, the second biggest acquisition of a technology company in Israel, Mellanox, who's purchased from a $7 billion a couple of days ago. We shared that. We didn't write about it. We right. gave someone else the source, other credit. This is important things that people want to know and we want to talk about. We want to be able to think of who your target audience and what other things they're doing. So if my clients, you know, if they're mostly, let's say, marketers at technology companies, maybe just talk about just a little bit of productivity tools, team management, right? These are a couple of things you can throw in one set of every several posts. Another thing is post some blogs that are relevant. And don't just throw a little interesting there. Throw little tidbits. Throw a little, like, in the text above the content that you share. Be interesting. Most people lack personality. And most people are scared black personality on LinkedIn. Just like most people on LinkedIn, they might have like, they'd be wearing a suit and you're thinking about, you know, white collar professionals. And that's not, and that, that's not an inaccurate explanation, but that doesn't mean we all have to wear the same color tie. Do you know right. what I mean? Or this, you know, you don't, conformity is not good in marketing. You will not stick out. Be different. So let me ask you about hashtags because yeah, hashtags are a big thing on LinkedIn now. One of the things I have a hard time with personally is how do you know what hashtags work? Obviously, besides the generic hashtags, like for example, in SEO, do hashtag SEO, right? But on Twitter, I can search by hashtag. Is that possible on LinkedIn? Yes, you should. Okay. You should search before you choose. I mean, think about it, right? Like uh, even with uh, even dating apps, you know, you get to swipe through quickly, see what see what works and what doesn't for you. Right. Same thing should be doing when you search for hashtags. <laughs> search for them. See who's sharing. See who's posting. See who's engaging. Is this the community I want to be a part of? Okay, so one of the questions I have about, I'm just talking about somebody else on, uh, on Twitter, just actually, you know, maybe an hour ago. One of the issues on LinkedIn that I keep hearing about is that you might get a lot of likes, you might get a lot of comments, but it's really not, it's not effective. In other words, a lot of the likes that you're getting or a lot of the comments that you're getting are pure, I want to call them spam, but people are just liking for the sake of liking and commenting for the sake of commenting and no relationship building is actually happening. Do you see a difference between the relationship building, let's say on something like Twitter, which I find to be a little bit more intimate than say LinkedIn, and is that problematic for LinkedIn marketing okay i love this. i love this question i don't even know which way to tackle it to be honest <laughs> with you well thank you uh okay the truth is the answer is okay the answer is this is true part of the answer is that this is true for all social media that's true okay that's true. so any kind of like and comments it's really not going to lead to anything um if it's not actionable you know i had someone, someone makes these emotional posts on linkedin or whatever and people like and comment and that's it and they're gone they don't remember who they don't remember what if they didn't provide any value that's like what you need to provide is value right it's just straight up value okay so i did a video a couple weeks ago maybe last week how to get uh, a hack for linkedin followers on ads there's there, there's a hack you can do or okay. for cyber tech cyber technology companies and I mean, it led to people reaching out to leads, privately, messages. 
So for people wanting to work with me, LinkedIn ads, because they understand I'm in the platform, I'm using it all the time, enough that I'm able to come up with opportunities of arbitrage for lead generation, for followers and other, you know, and branding for their company. They see that, so they work with me. So if you're posting emotional dumping, then I, you'll get likes and comments that are just vanity metrics, all right? Right. And that it doesn't mean anything. Um, that being said, about LinkedIn, unlike Twitter, Twitter I think is less personal. People get a little bit more, a little too emotional there, a little too angry. <laughs> I'm not a, a Twitter fan. Um, I, I, I think the less time, I think there's a, an inverse relationship, an inverse correlation between happiness and Twitter use. That's my opinion. No, I like Twitter. Um, Come on, man. Twitter's great. No, I mean, if you participate, I think a lot of people are crazy. Maybe if you just use it for work, but people get really emotional. Well, it's not I think as bad it's mostly as media and politics. I right. find, I find Facebook you know to why? be uh, You know why Facebook's bed. worse? Why is that? Because you know, because you know people, because you actually know the person. Right. <laughs> That's why I tend to be like, on Facebook so often. Because you can go to your spouse and be like, "Do you know what he or she said?" That, that's <laughs> a that's Twitter, a terrible idea, by the no way. Idea. That's I a know terrible, terrible idea. idea. That's wrong. That's why. There should be a LinkedIn. rule, by the way, that for the most part, do not talk to your spouse over social media. Like uh, actually, yeah. actually talk to them in reality. Correct. Yeah. Right. That's right. A, a bit of marital yeah. advice on the SEO on the InSearch SEO podcast. No, be careful. We don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I no, no, no. Let's, let's stop right here. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> since we're talking, since, since we're talking about uh, hotbeds and and relationships, let's talk about links. So we have to talk about links because it's an SEO podcast. What are Let's start off easy. Okay, what are some ways that a business can effectively use or effectively get links to their LinkedIn profile? You mean for people to link to link to their right. No, I their want profile? exactly right. No, it's part of, part of this whole shebang for from an SEO perspective is that people will link to my to my LinkedIn profile and I'll be more findable. Excellent. So I'll give you an example. So right now I'm speaking to this man named Mordecai, right? And uh, you'll post this on LinkedIn and I'll share it and I'll tag you. So what's great about LinkedIn, like anything else, it's real people to people. And if you're sharing, because it's not a website sharing, but actual person sharing the link, right. what will happen is, is that if you push something that isn't authentic, right? When you tag me and I'll tag you, if it's inauthentic, people will read right through it. Right. So authenticity rules. You can't hide behind a domain that they don't know who owns it. And so you get back clicks that way, right? Right. You can't hide behind uh, anything else. It's you. It's your face. It's your name. In fact, if you make a profile of a, if you make a profile and put your company name or company logo other than you, a real person on there, you will be banned and your company will be banned from LinkedIn. Interesting. Yeah, I mean they don't really catch people. I hear these are rare occasions. They've told me before uh, about this, and so just something to be aware of. So my company Wadi Digital, Wadi Digital Person Profile, not a business page. Put in my logo, do you know what I mean, and right. all that. And there's a way to reach out to people. They'll ban me, and and if they're able to associate it with me and my company, they'll they'll take my company page down. It's a big breach of of LinkedIn of trying to get personal as an individual. Right. See, I I think from an SEO perspective, that one of the things you might want to consider doing with your LinkedIn profile is making sure that you have unique content about you or yourself. If you're a brand, it's a little bit more difficult, but if you're a person, it can be much easier. To put unique content within your LinkedIn profile, for example, let's say I speak at an event, right? That's going to be hard for me to put into my Twitter profile because I only have X amount of characters, right? But I can definitely add that to my to my LinkedIn profile. So if I'm going to be, let's say I'm doing an interview with another with somebody else, I'm on somebody else's podcast as opposed to you being on my podcast. If I put unique content to my LinkedIn profile, as things currently stand, I'll most likely link 
to Twitter for somebody. We're going to link to somebody, try to get people to see who this person actually is. But if I'm putting unique content on LinkedIn, do you think there's a chance, there's a greater chance of people starting to use LinkedIn as that which to link for to find a person? In other words, from an SEO perspective, one of the issues is that we want people to link to, link to our LinkedIn profile. Otherwise, LinkedIn becomes, to a certain extent, you know, possibly less relevant, let's say. Now, one of the issues is is that what would what would give me incentive to link to a LinkedIn profile versus say, a Twitter profile? The only thing I can really think of, unless you can tell me otherwise, is that my LinkedIn profile can contain more content and unique content relative to my Twitter profile, right? Or is that I only have X amount of character to describe who I am my Twitter profile, whereas LinkedIn, if I speak in an event, if I wrote an article, if I did X, Y, and Z, I can put it into my LinkedIn profile. Do you see um, LinkedIn profiles being more linked linkable going forward? And there's the on the one hand, Twitter might be better. Let's say I'm doing an interview with you. I am doing an interview with you, right? And I, I want to, so. yeah, unless, <laughs> unless it's all a dream and a figment of my imagination, which it could be, but all things being equal, it's not. I'm going to link to, I'm going to need to tell people who you are. So I'm going to link to, let's say, your Twitter profile, or I can link to your LinkedIn profile. What are some, give me some tips that you might do, some strategies you might take to get people to link to your LinkedIn profile as opposed to, say, your Twitter profile. Ask them. Ask them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you make sure when you post this, you tag me and my company on LinkedIn? Right. So people will know if you're a good listener, if they see that you tag that. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, that, that, the issue is... is... That's really all it is. And you know, you hear other podcasts and they're like, where do you want to be plugged? Or where's the best place for people to find you? Right. I think then, you know, and then ask, I've been on other podcasts. And you know what I told them? I said, hey, when you put this on your site, to your, uh, when you put on your site, your podcast, please use a, give me a backlink. You know, right. we'll be interviewing you know, Israel Wadi Digital, backlink it. LinkedIn right. ads expert, ads backlink it uh, to my website, to my, you know. So they're like, yeah, sure. So it's no different. Sometimes it's just, just a matter of people are happy to do things. No, so for just sure. don't occur to them. Just well, ask. It doesn't occur to them, I think, because Twitter's a more natural place to link to because there's more interactions, more person. I can see when I, when I link to your Twitter profile, I'm seeing your thoughts. Whereas I link to your LinkedIn profile, I'm seeing who you are, and it's a little more, let's call it bland. Right, I'm seeing your, I'm well, that's your CV. What separates, that's what separates you and everyone else from me. I'm not like that on my profile. I would go take a look at my LinkedIn and you can see what I post. Today I posted about personal responsibility. Yesterday right. I posted about getting off the grid. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I'm, uh, I'm a lot more, my thoughts are a lot more on LinkedIn than, than they are on Twitter. There are many more than, uh, what is it, uh, 280 characters. Right. Uh, you know, so I mean, a lot more, a lot more. And I like the audience better. So I, th I think it's important for people to realize who are listening to this that if you if you want LinkedIn to be linkable, you have to put something unique on your profile. Because I'm telling you right now that if I'm if I had to choose between LinkedIn and Twitter, I'm definitely going to link to Twitter. It's find it to be more dynamic, more interesting. But yeah, I think that you have a lot of room with LinkedIn to make it more interesting because you have more flexibility with what you can put on that profile. So I, from a from an SEO perspective or a link perspective. I think what you're saying is right, and you're probably a great case of this. You have to have unique content there, otherwise your LinkedIn profile is going to look like, well, it's going to look pretty vanilla. Yeah, sure. And in my opinion, 95% of people's Twitter profiles are pretty vanilla. That's probably true. And, sorry and, and, the, and the other 5% are too controversial. Uh, exactly, right? right. I mean, I'm controversial. <laughs> well, that's good. For some reason. Oh, so speaking of controversy, <laughs> I want to talk to you about link spam. Okay, because I cannot tell you how many times I, 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 every SEO listening to this podcast is, is shaking their head in, in annoyance as I'm saying this. 
I get so many messages from so many people. Please, I will sell you links, buy my links, $100, whatever it is, buy my links, buy my links, buy my links to Forbes to... Okay, so many people saying, okay, buy my links, buy my links to Forbes, buy my links to Entrepreneur, whatever it is. By the way, there are no follow links, so who cares? I, how many times are you going to tell me to buy a link to Forbes that won't really help me? But anyway, leaving that aside, can, does LinkedIn know what's going on? It's, it's out of control. I mean, it really is out of control. Well, one of the great things about LinkedIn is once you connect with someone, you can send them a message. So, oh, I, I do. Mean, yeah, yeah. Once in a while, uh, I, I, I mess with unfortunately, them. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and this is controversial, um, when someone from that has SEO or link building that you do not know wants to connect you on LinkedIn, say no. I don't know. I think LinkedIn's got. I think LinkedIn's got to have a better way of dealing with this because because of the messaging feature. Like, it's, Twitter's great with this. I can connect with you, or I can follow you rather, but I can't message you unless we both agree, right? Right. Well, that's the same. That's the same thing about. It's true, but I don't really know. I, that's what you, I don't. I right, but I can see. I can see all of your activities, so to speak. It's much more personal. I can see what you're doing. I can see that. Yeah, you're you're tweeting out by links a hundred times over again. Whereas I don't really know you've messaged other people. I mean, I wouldn't never buy links from anyone that tweets out by links. Of course, I, I, I wouldn't connect. Sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow that person. Right. 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 right but here, First you off, look great on paper. I mean, sometimes they really look great. They're like their their pictures are as if they're models. Right, of course, they're models with these made-up Anglo names and all this and that, and right, I understand. Right, but it's much harder uh, to pick I up. I get these emails and I get these LinkedIn messages. First off, I don't work for LinkedIn, so I can't fix this bug. But what I do know is stop accepting social SEO connection requests from anyone you don't know. That's hard. That makes it hard to grow. I don't know. I think that there's, okay, there's got to okay, be Okay, so a let's add way. a rule on top of that, that you don't have at least 20 mutual connections. Okay, all right, that's a good rule. That's a good rule. Okay. That's a rule they can use. Or so something like that, or you know, you define that number for you. It depends on how well networked you are in your industry. Right, right I get it. Yeah, but if you only have one, two, or three connections, and they're doing that, they'll spam you. Okay, that's a good that's a good rule of thumb. I like that. Um, all right, two more things. Okay, for let's talk LinkedIn groups for a second. Okay, creating relationships is is a solid part of SEO. It's a foundational part of SEO, in my opinion. Right, linking up with others, no pun intended, can create new content opportunities for you. Legit opportunities, not talking black hat opportunities. Do you see LinkedIn groups as a way to foster connections, relationships, and so forth? Or is it just, yeah, meh? Yes, but not yet. Yes, but not yet. Okay. Elaborate, uh, please. LinkedIn's moving in this direction. Uh, but it's not there yet. Okay. Uh, they pulled back some of the things, capabilities you can do in groups mm -hmm. as they're thinking of redoing it. I've created one, uh, LI Local. LI stands for LinkedIn. You can't make a group with the word LinkedIn in it. Right. Uh, LA Local right. Tel Aviv, because I'm an official host of LinkedIn Local Tel Aviv. So it's either LinkedIn or uh, Long Island. Yeah, sure. Or something else <laughs> I won't say. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I started a group for like marketing and tech, which we post in sometimes. Right. Um, you know, that's good for our team posting. But right now, you're not really seeing group posts in your news feed. Mm -hmm. So it is true that there is, if you're posting and you're doing groups now, it won't have any value. But LinkedIn does plan on it. So if you want okay. to be ahead of the game and you want to prepare, then you'll be able to. All right. That's good to know. You'll um, be able to when that time comes. I don't know when that is, but I think it's more than six months. Interesting. Okay. With that, so I like to do this thing with my guests. I call it optimize it or disavow it. It's where I give you uh, two options. 
And either there are two great options and you have to choose between two really great options and put one aside, or I give you two terrible options and you have to choose one terrible option. And of course, we don't hold you to it officially because we know it's just a game. Today, we're going to play Optimize It or Disavow with Yoel Israel of Wadi Digital. So I'm going to give you Woo! the choice. <laughs> you sound excited. You don't, you don't know what the options are. It's going to be terrible for you. No. All right. Well, All right. Go ahead. I sound excited about it. I'm excited about it. So are we gonna? Can you hear me over this construction? No, I hear you. I hear you fine. Are okay. you doing construction while we're doing a podcast? Uh, I, I am like personally. Are you doing? Yes, I, I'm. I'm a good. I'm actually. I'm, I'm building. I'm building a closet. That's an amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing feat of multitasking right there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So, you have a choice between. SEO optimized LinkedIn profile where you focus only on job titles or focusing and creating LinkedIn articles. You can do one or the other, not both. Either optimizing your, your LinkedIn profile for the Google search by focusing on really optimized job titles or creating LinkedIn articles. Can I ask a secondary question? Does this mean if, if you only do LinkedIn articles, does this mean that you don't have a job title? It means that your job title doesn't exist or it sucks. It sucks. So it's bland. Let's like it's bland, right? Right. Okay. Or so guru, SEO guru. But, oh, you're getting worse. Yeah, Don't say ninja. <laughs> oh come on. Uh, I'm like a ninja. Uh, articles. Articles. Okay. Why? You can just say article. You can tell me why. Uh, why do you think? I'll tell you why. It's not my, I'm, not, I'm asking you. All right. I was just I was just seeing what your thoughts were. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a LinkedIn expert. But that, that's why I'm interested. I want to see how other people think on, about LinkedIn. Uh, I would have gone with uh, the job titles. So. Right. So the job titles are good within LinkedIn, but off of LinkedIn regarding SEO, definitely I think those articles are going to be crawled okay. uh, much more than, let's say, your job title. That means beyond people searching for your name or your job title, people will uh, you'll be coming up for your search for other keywords that might show up or the title of your, uh, of your article that you posted. Oh, excellent. And then more people will find you that way. Right. The reason why he has some job title, you need some form of print reference as the author. So then you can get more leads that way through LinkedIn once mm -hmm. they read it. So I would definitely go with the articles. Awesome. Because, well, by the way, what good, what good is a great title? What good is a great title if you're not actually engaging? If you're not commenting on posts, people don't see your title. Oh, that's true. Adding, only only so that when you, you show up with someone does a search for your name on, on, the, on Google that you show up with your LinkedIn profile showing up. Oh, I, I understand that, right? Yeah. But then I guess just have your name fine. You don't need to right. Or I'm saying like top SEO experts, whatever it is, and right, right, LinkedIn. definitely articles, right, definitely articles. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I like it. So this has been Yoel Israel of Wadi Digital. Thank you for coming and joining us today and sharing all of your insights on LinkedIn and SEO. We greatly appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You guys can uh, follow and connect with me on LinkedIn. We will definitely, me. we will definitely link to your LinkedIn profile and not your Twitter profile if you have one even. And Wadi Digital. Of course, of course, of course. Don't um, worry. Thank you again for coming. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. We are back to your regularly scheduled In Search SEO podcast. Okay. Do you get a lot of LinkedIn messages about spam and links? Um, no, mostly recruiting or website promotion or blog writers. Yes, I get those too. I get those too. So I don't get... You're going to get the link people so much? No. I get a ton of... Okay, so the best was one, at one point, I turned the tables on one guy and asked... So he's asking me, do you want to buy my links, Rex? Number of dollars. I'm like, no, but do you want to buy my links? 
for X number of dollars. You know what he said, by the way? What? He said, how much? That's smart. That's he's smart. doing his uh, market research at the same time. He's multitasking. Yeah, he's a real multitasker, real genius. <laughs> yes. That's right. Okay. All right. Let's get into our SEO tip to share of the week. Um, I'm going to have fun with this one, by the way. Go ahead. What is the best way to deal with someone trying to sell you links on LinkedIn? Don't hold back. Tell us what you really think and what you really do. Most creative, most fun answer wins in this case. Um, uh, uh, this is just going to be a venting session at that point. Fun. Yeah. Okay. So before we hit the news, let's look back on last week's SEO tip share. Where we asked, what is your most important keyword research tip for 2019? And you all said, you all said a lot of things, as you always do. I'm going to pick up on what Matthew Silverman said. Uh, that's at Matthew Silver M, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, Silver and the letter M on Twitter. And he kept it short, he kept it sweet, and he said, not all traffic is equal. Meaning when you're doing keyword research, keep in mind that not all traffic you get is equal. What he's trying to say is that, oh, you're going to go after this big search volume keywords? Great. Wonderful. You're going to bring tons of people by targeting this big search volume keyword. But if no one's going to, con none of those users are going to convert on your website, right. great. So you've, a lot of people visited your, your website. Quality is key. Quality is key. Conversion, it's all about money in the bank. Yes. Not about traffic. No. No. It's not a, it's not a popularity contest. That's what I keep trying to tell myself. Anyway, I'm working, by the way, since last week, I'm, wearing, I'm working on being more freaking polite. Mm. Mm -hmm. How's that going <laughs> That's not going so good. Um, so freaking polite. How freaking, I'm from New York. How freaking <laughs> polite could you be? Right? Anyway, <laughs> could you please do the news? This is hard for you, by the way. I'm from New York. Do you know how you ask him? Do you know how you ask for directions in New York? Uh, no, but how is this different from other places? How Are is it New different? Yorkers rude? Are New Yorkers rude? Um, it's stereotypical, but um, sometimes, yes. Okay, okay, it's an old joke, right? How do you ask for directions in New York? How? Okay, how? Is this the way to Fifth Avenue or should I go? And you can fill it in, check out them off a cliff, or you can fill it in with more figurative language. Should I go whatever, whatever? You be creative and think about what you can fit into that. Okay. Right. I'm being creative. Don't, um, don't say it. It's a, this is a family podcast, right. as you can tell. Yes. I am a nice, polite, young, well, well-aging person. So, okay. Kim, could you please hit it with the news? Of course. <laughs> podcast app is upping its transcription game to make podcast shows more findable google is going to transcribing shows automatically yeah which is really interesting first off i find that really interesting only because it could be right okay but first tip they offer is don't speak fast okay because if you don't if you speak too fast google won't be able to transcribe what you're saying so if you speak as fast as you speaking right now it's going to be very very hard for google to write so i telling google as a polite person i'll speak as freaking fast as i want to so nuts to you i'll speak as fast as i want if you can't transcribe it your technology better be better anyway um, i think by the way and i have a video i did last week about this this is less to do with finding podcasts than it is about taking content that google had no access to previously i.e. audio content and making it available to Google to put on the SERP. In other words, now that Google knows what's in there, it can put it onto the SERP. So I would imagine, prediction, SERP features will have audio features. There's a lot of word features. Or you will have unique audio SERP features showing up on the SERP because now Google has access to a ton of content it did not have access to prior. So think about it like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, onwards. 
There's speculation that some of the local results Google is offering through Google Home are coming from sponsored ads. Mm. A Reuters article said that when looking for local vendors like a plumber, the results may include vendors that are part of the local service ad program. The problem is that according to the news outlet, Google is not disclosing when its results align to these ads. Told you so. Told you so. Go back to episode 15, I believe it is, with Sergey Alakov. And towards the end there, towards the end of the show, towards the end of the interview rather, okay, check out what we said there because I will not repeat myself. You can tell the future. Sometimes. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. Um, I, for example, if <laughs> if my grandfather listens to this podcast, I'm going to get in big trouble. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. That's a good thing. He has no idea I even do this podcast. Anyway. Google has synchronized the mobile SERP and Google Assistant, at least as far as rich results are concerned. Now, much of the schema markup that brings up rich results on the SERP shows up with Google Assistant results as well. Yeah. So, again, that marker I'd be doing is now doubly potent. It'll show up in mobile search results and it'll show up on the Google Assistant screen, which is probably irrelevant because I think that these screens are sort of, you're doing a voice search to get a screen answer, but okay, fine. Anyway. Uh, Google says that the results of its speed updates have been positive. As a result of the search engine's efforts, it appears that slower sites have become 15 to 20% faster. Well, good on you, Google. Yay. Yes, good for you. I'm glad that worked out. I'm happy things are faster. Ah, okay. Um, thank you for the news, being My polite. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. And now, since time is running out, we're going to have to move on. Or as Sean Connery would say, the game is a fort. <laughs> it's time for the fun SEO send-off question. Do you like my Sean Connery impersonation? Um, I didn't even notice, but I think I said, it was... I said I'm doing Sean Connery. I didn't even notice. I'm not listening to you. It was the best one I heard today. Really? How many have you heard today? Well, one. You didn't, but you didn't even hear that one because I didn't even hear it. I heard listen, listen here. Do it again. Listen here. The game's a foot. Okay. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to ask you a question. And I'm going to talk like Sean Connery for the rest of the show. I, I, just, I lost it. It was good while it lasted. Anyway, here we go. Okay, since, since I brought up Star Trek earlier... I can't stop. Since I bought a Star Trek earlier, I'm going to go full nerd. Go ahead. Okay. By the way, before you criticize me, yes. Star Trek is very nostalgic for me. Okay? I used to watch Star Trek with my with my the original series with my grandparents. When my grandfather wasn't chasing after my third grade teacher. <laughs> God. <laughs> I can't let it go. Okay, now, which Star Trek character is Google? Which Star Trek character is Google? Now, I know what you're thinking. I can see it on your face already. You're thinking it's Spock. <laughs> I can mind meld with you to go fullest nerd. Um, you're thinking Spock, which I am here to tell you you're wrong. Okay? Google is not Spock. Spock is far too logical. He's too perfect. Chekhov, Chekhov, on the other hand, he thinks he knows everything, but is prone to making a few mistakes here and there. Oh, that's smart. Okay. Mm -hmm, yeah, that's smart. Kim? Well, I know you're going to get mad, but I'll stick to the truth. I never saw Star Trek, and I don't know any of the characters. I've heard about <laughs> Spock, heard about but Spock. that's it. I'm not, I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm more disappointed. Yes. <laughs> Will I be invited back to your podcast? I, I might have to shun you. <laughs> I might have to shun you. Okay. That's okay. I, it's, I a good, it's a good thing that no one else is willing to sit with me and do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Special. Yes, you are special. because You can put up with me. Yes. 
this. She is special. Thank you very much, Kim. My pleasure. Again, being polite. <laughs> and that'll do it for this episode of the In Search SEO Podcast. Keep in mind that you'll have an all-new episode next Tuesday. So look for it. Again, thank you. It's been In Search because we're all in search of something. In search of spot. Goodbye.